On March 9th, a massive crowd turned out to a meeting of the Butler Town Board. Butler is a small community in Wayne County, and a sewer sludge composting facility was the subject of that meeting. The facility would take sewer sludge, mostly trucked in from New York City, and process it. As you can imagine, a swell of local opposition formed after the proposal was announced over the winter. Public input is an integral part of democracy. And virtually any development in New York State, by virtue of what's called home rule, requires a ton of it. Today on the show, we explore how the COVID-19 pandemic will impact public engagement in local politics, as well as how it could challenge New York State and its aggressive renewable energy goals. This is The Daily Debrief, our show about the stories and questions that matter. I'm Josh Gerso. We were all completely ignoring that on March 9th when we packed into that, uh, into that place that I think had maybe, I think it had a capacity of 150 people. People lined everywhere, everybody breathing on themselves, on each other. Peter Mantius has been a reporter for decades. He's spent time professionally in Atlanta, New York City, and now resides in Watkins Glen, covering the environmental politics of the Finger Lakes in upstate New York. He's covered his share of those meetings, the kind where people are arm-to-arm, loud, and sometimes frustrated. Typically, the spaces where these meetings are held are barely large enough to accommodate a small crowd, much less the kind that can turn out to a meeting like the one in Butler. But a sludge processing facility is an outlier from New York State's perspective. See, public hearings, or even meetings with significant turnout, are standard fare when a controversial item is on the agenda. does. And in, in, uh, in fact, all sorts of projects um, that involve regulatory uh, approval are really going to have to be put on hold almost because you can't have the, you know, the required public hearings or you're going to have to find a workaround for the requirement of public hearings. What do you do about that? I mean, that also applies to all of these wind and solar projects that we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but how, how does a regulatory agency deal with the fact that they're required to, um, you know, to hold public hearings on controversial projects. What do you do? There's no doubt New York State has its work cut out for it when it comes to these solar, wind, and other renewable projects moving forward. There's going to be pressure for that, I, I think, for, uh, you know, in one direction. I mean, when you consider that, you know, that the New York State has this goal of, of being 70%, you know, of its energy coming from renewables by 2030, that's going to be incredibly difficult to do unless you start approving some of these wind and solar projects. It's just not going to, it, there's no way to achieve it unless you get approvals. If you have to get approvals, you're going to have to, you're going to have to uh, move the approval process along somehow. The only the way to do that, I, I, I would say, is to, is to figure a workaround on these, on these uh, required public hearings. And I don't know what, I don't know how they would plan to do that, but uh, I, I can see the need to try to do that. <laughs> right, well, there, you know, there are uh, a number of these really large um, solar projects in particular. In the, in the uh, years ago, wind, there were more wind projects. Now it's kind of shifted over to solar, at least in upstate New York. The problem is, uh, you know, Governor Cuomo, in order to meet that goal of 70% renewables by 2030, wants to see some of these large industrial scale solar projects 
get through the regulatory process and get producing energy. The problem has been the way you get these approved is, is uh, under Article 10 of the Public Service Law. And that, that law was intended to move things along quickly, but it hadn't worked out that way. In fact, since 2012, I, I believe there are 60 pending projects and only five of them have won approval. So that is, in effect, a major bottleneck for these large projects. You know, what's, what's happening, particularly with the wind projects is they get local opposition. People don't want to see these cited in their in their locales. And um, so it's it's this tension, you know, the state needs the projects, but many times there's there's intense local opposition. At the end of the day, people in these communities want to be heard. They want input. And oftentimes in rural upstate New York, they don't agree with what Governor Andrew Cuomo's administration believes is best for everyone. So what, what's happened now is because the the Article 10 process has been so slow in delivering um, plants that can actually operate, Governor Cuomo has pushed this new siting law that he included in the state budget. And they passed the assembly by the, a vote of 88 to 54. Well, that's not exactly overwhelming. I mean, it's, it, it's it passed easily, but there was a lot of people on the other side of it. And I think they're representing communities that are saying, hey, wait a minute, we don't know that we want to, you know, hit the accelerator that hard. We want to still have serious input in the, each one of these projects. Officials will undoubtedly have to wrestle with this reality and make moves quickly as it jockeys to stave off economic fallout from the pandemic. While some elected officials in the Finger Lakes are hopeful that in-person meetings can resume in June or July, Others are uncertain, and if Governor Cuomo's slow approach to restarting the economy is any indication at all, public hearings with dozens if not hundreds in attendance could be a year or more away. What does that mean for all of these meetings happening now over Zoom or WebEx? This is completely uncharted territory, and how the action taken in these meetings hold up in the long term is a major question mark. There are no easy answers, and there is no playbook for a pandemic, but officials will have to accommodate public input to some degree if they want to maintain the trust of the people who elected them. That's all for today. The Daily Debrief is hosted by me, Josh Durso, and Gabriel Petrazio. Check out past episodes by visiting fingerlakes1.com daily. You can also find the show's feed on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you really enjoy it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us find new listeners. Remember, we're here to answer your questions, so if you have one, email it to debrief at fingerlakes1.com. Who knows? We might even build an entire episode around it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.